and welcome to Silly Breakfast. I am your host, Matthew James Sullivan. Today we have the Thai guy. He is back this week. And then we have the Salt Man. Salty, how you guys doing? Hoo hoo I'm good. How are you? Cool. Well, what, what you guys got? Anything? You want to start, Tyler? I'm, I'm locked and loaded. I'm ready. Go for it. I got... I talked to, what was it last week or a couple weeks ago about new podcasts because I'm in a bit of a, like Maddie is too, a bit of a rut with podcasts. Um, I listen to the same, you know, the Simmons and part of my take every once in a while, Rosillo. But I have uh, been sucked into the world, the dark underbelly of true crime document or true crime podcasts and documentaries. Um, I started listening to the Crime Junkie podcast and it's fun. It's like, it's like, you know, hour-long episodes where they barrel through stuff. I started watching American Nightmare last night, which is a wild story, like a Gone Girl-type story. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm sucked in, and I, I need something to pass the car rides. Um, yeah, and I'm, I don't know. I'm into it. So if you guys have any true crime podcast, I guess I should talk to your wife, Maddie, if she's into the, uh, into yeah, the true yeah, crime Yeah, talk to stuff. me. Yeah, she's, she listens to, like, all the true crime stuff. All right. She um, like she's big on like my favorite murder because it's like a comedy one, yeah. Um, but she does other ones too. I think I'm open to whatever. I'm hooked. I'm I'm hooked. This dreary winter, I need some depressing shit to listen to. I yeah. I can't remember which one I listened to at one point, but the the guy on it had the scariest voice too. It was so spooky. Is that that's not the last podcast on the left, is it? I have no idea. That doesn't no sound idea. familiar. But the no guy idea. had like a slightly southern accent, which I think added to the spook factor. Yeah, a little, a little true detective Carcosa shit. He he just had you know he was he was a little too proper to be talking about like he he slit her throat four times. And then... <laughs> it's so matter of fact. I'm, like, I'm yeah. not a true crime person. I actually loathe true crime. I I can't do it. I just I don't care. And I uh, just, I don't know, something about it's just like, it's, it's like almost like, it's like too real to make like entertainment out of or something like that. Uh, it's just like, it feels weird to me. Like, like I, I, I don't even, I don't really fuck with like murder documentaries or anything like that. Oh, I do. I fuck with them big time. John wants to see the dark, seedy underbelly. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, mean, I find it interesting. You and a lot of people, true crime is like... A whole genre of podcasting now <laughs> like yeah like five years or maybe six seven years ago like true crime was a thing but it wasn't like an entire podcast category now it's like its own category in the app and everything yeah oh for sure podcasting is just uh sports joe rogan true crime and uh i'm gonna put it as like sex and comedy and i think that's the category we fall under yeah, Big don't, time. Don't don't forget all the like the like the wannabe political people too. Like the and especially on the right, like the Charlie Kirks and Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro. Those people on the left too. There's people on the left that are those same people. But like, do our uh, does our our sweet boy Nick Adams does he have a uh, podcast? I don't think so. He should though. We should try to get him on this podcast. I'm sure he'd go for it. Yeah. There's nothing talk- silly about pro- a podcast in foursomes with the boys. No, he'd yeah, fit right in. We are very, we're like super macho. Yeah. yeah. And we 100%. love foursomes. 100p. Alpha, alpha breakfast. Alpha breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all I got. 
Thanks for cool. listening. How about you, Todd? What do you got? So what I got is an upcoming trip to uh, New York City. I haven't been in uh, a good many years, but I'm uh, making my first, uh, uh, I guess, pilgrimage to uh, the Mecca of basketball. I'm going to go to Madison Square Garden on Saturday and see somebody that uh, got to see John Dalton shoot half-court shots at his after-school program. And uh, I'm going to go see UConn play St. John's. And uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to it, but uh, I I think that when I'm I, I'm excited to go to Madison Square Garden, and I'm hopeful that my seats are as good as they they sound, uh, and that the game is good. But UConn just looks like an absolute wagon, and so I'm just going to watch them absolutely roll over a team. I think. You you never know though, because I mean, you look you, every week like top ten teams are dropping to unranked teams. It's wild. Like UNC lost to was it Georgia State or someone like that last night, or Georgia Tech maybe. Like these teams, these top ten teams are dropping like flies uh, to 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 unranked teams as well. Who are they? Who are they playing again? St. John's uh, Patino. Patino. Oh, Patino brings the heat, baby. Big yeah, it's gonna be a, that's going to be a close game. Like they they played a what like. Two, three weeks ago as well and that was a it was decently close yeah and and i mean yukon the little bits that i've watched this year is are the real deal so it should be an exciting game and just to be able to to spend an afternoon in uh in the same room as rick patino rick patino a fellow a umass alum i'm wearing my patino shirt right now underneath the sweatshirt well you'll be rooting for st john's yeah Right. But that's what I got. Awesome. Well, what I got, I got a couple things, I guess. Uh, so as we talked about last week with John, um, I did the Sundance uh, online film festival. And I got the short film package, which I got to watch a lot of short films. I watched six collections of short films, which is a lot. <laughs> um, and I watched a bunch of features, like, I don't know, 12 to 15 or so full length features um, over four days. So all in all, I think I watched about 48 films um in four days which is too many uh that i i actually haven't watched a movie this week which is very rare for me i usually watch at least like i watch a lot most days a movie but you know in a, you know the first three days of the week i usually have at least watched one uh but i have not watched any this week because i'm a little movie doubt uh but it was a really cool experience uh, i got to see some really cool films uh you know my favorite film of the week was actually a cool documentary um it was about this kid that uh had a muscular like dystrophy uh disease and you know as he went further and further into his um you know muscular issues and like you know bound by wheelchair like pretty much only being able to move his fingers the only thing that like he found solace in uh was world of warcraft and um, it was I, I, like this. This doesn't really spoil it because it's like happens in the first part. Um, but he uh, left his parents his password to his blog, and his parents like because uh, he had a blog, and his parents wrote a blog about his passing when he died at like twenty five years old or so, and they got like an overwhelming number of messages from people in the world of Warcraft community. So this kid who couldn't talk, he couldn't move, he couldn't do anything besides move his fingers. Uh, but in like type, like type out like messages and stuff like that was like a star in world of Warcraft in this, in this one particular community in Europe. Um, and it's about like 
them, you know, this like that one like one guy takes the transcripts uh, from like the, the from the from the from the from their little thing and they like recreate some scenes with uh like the World of Warcraft graphics. Uh, they recreate scenes from people talking about stories about them, especially like like he really connected with women on there. He was like a really like nice nice guy it's kind of funny like people thought he was like a womanizer because he always was like macking it with the women but he was just like this really sweet like you know kid that was suffering like such a debilitating disease and they had no like they he, no, like no one really knew aside from a few people after a long time after like eight years of playing with him and then That's he died crazy. shortly after uh but yeah. it was a, it was an amazing amazing documentary um then you know there were some other great movies I won't get into all that, but that's my favorite of the that I saw. And then um, I also am having the same issue as John, where I'm struggling with podcasts, and I'm like, you know, I listen to the same ones all the time. My thing is, I have a lot of time to listen to podcasts between, yeah, you know, my workouts in the morning um, and my driving for work. Uh, so I just need to fill more time uh, with, but like podcasts, and I don't want to just like crush audiobook after audiobook because. I just, well, there's just too much. Um, so I decided the other day to get uh, Babbel, which is a language app to help like learn a little French, like conversational French. And I tried Duolingo years ago. I liked it, but I didn't really retain much information. So I wanted to try something else. I looked up Babbel, uh, has good reviews and everything. And I've had a good time with it so far. But I also started the Coffee Break French podcast, which is like a podcast that was started in 2007 uh, uh, to just like learn conversational French. So like just puts you, it's just like this guy and a girl and they, they're actually Scottish and they teach you like conversational like words and like phrases in French. Uh, but I've been like just crushing that in the car the past few days. Uh, and it's been fun. I've listened to like 20 episodes, but yeah, that's my what you got. It's movies and uh, which is always a thing. And I guess French. I think Did that's the same that? one that I I listened to as well. And if I remember correctly, maybe maybe we said at a different point, but they used to just read uh, like a full story slowly in French and and then they would read it in English and do them back to back. Uh, Maybe they do that eventually. I'm not sure. I I started from the beginning. I didn't start like in a new place or anything. I started from the very first episode because I figured that made the most sense. It was it was very on the money because I was listening to it on a long drive uh, to Prince Edward Island, so I was in the middle of Canada listening to that, and I remember the thinking that it was funny that it was either Scottish or Irish people that I was yeah, listening Scottish, to teaching yeah. teaching me French. Yeah, the guy has a great French accent. When like it's so funny hearing him speak in like English and his Scottish like accent, and then just like cutting right into the French and like really nailing it. The girl yeah. sounds like Scottish and not French, though. She's like, cause she's the one learning the language, I guess. So, yeah, that's 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 a difficult accent to listen to. Yeah, Scottish. Uh, yeah, I love Scottish accent. Scottish accent and girls. I, I actually find them pretty pe- like uh, like it kind of like works for like learning because it's like like there's something about like Scottish and like. Uh, like kind of similar to like a, like most like American accents that is there's like a something like a simplicity to it you know. Rank the accents. Rank the accents. <laughs> What's your top accent? 
top accent probably australian it's it's like it's like simple and fun and they sound they sound silly crikey i like the irish one too irish is great uh especially oh yeah i speaking of the sundance i watched a movie that was uh um about, like these two these two guys it's a real story of two two white uh, irish rappers that rap in traditional like irish language not like oh English, yeah irish. you mentioned that like yeah irish irish language like gaelic and it's awesome yeah it's it was an awesome it was the most fun thing i uh movie i watched uh this weekend but uh yeah irish irish rules and their accent rules you know what one I, you know what i i deal with a lot and it always it it's one that i've gotten very good at understanding uh, that's hard to understand it's south african oh yeah blood diamond brew yeah brew lacquer uh what up brew yeah it's oh, yeah. it's it's a it's a fun one. It's almost like Australian in some ways, but with like a little bit more Europe like a tw- in there. Like a twang, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, guys. So let's dive in. Let's just jump right into a, do a little. Let's do a little Celtics check in. I don't know if you guys watched the past two games, but we had a back to back versus Pelicans and Pacers. We won both, despite not really looking great at all times. Um, you know, Derek White had two good games uh he i think like 24 the other night and 17 the other night but uh yeah you know in the last 10 they're eight and two they're 37 and 11 overall they're second in offensive rating third in defensive rating so first in net rating overall obviously have the best record in the nba and in the eastern conference but just they're they're rolling and uh like it's not always pretty and like you know some of the games recently have been a struggle you know, going back like 11 games to like that Bucks game and then three games ago against the Clippers. It's not always uh, pretty, but they're still winning most games. They're still crushing teams uh, at times. And, you know, they, they, they look they look good. And, you know, we're, I think we're going to – I mean, with Jason Tatum's a starter on the All-Star team. Um, I don't know As if he should will make it. but Yeah, I watched the majority of the game last night. Uh, I was solo dadding, so I had rule of the TV, and it was a. I mean, it was a good game. The first half they looked awesome, and then they they of course let the Pacers Pacers back. I think they were up by like sixteen at halftime, something like that. Yeah, I think they had eighty one first half points. Yeah, and then they let the Pacers right back in. By the end of the third quarter, I think it was tied or close to tied. The good thing is that they uh, held them off. You know, they didn't completely collapse and they kind of figured it out, I guess, which has been kind of a flaw of this team is, you know, taking the foot off the gas in the second half and not putting it back yeah, on our the Our third gas. quarters this year have been pretty bad for the most part still. For, it's, yeah. it's, been, it's been three years of this. Yeah, pretty bad. But they did get the win. Uh, the yeah. Pelicans game, too, I think was a little bit a little dicey. But um, they're not going to win every game. You know, the, the, the Clippers are probably – just as hot of a team as we are right now between us, them and, and Cleveland has been on fire. So I'm not Knicks, super, yeah. super upset about um, Cleveland or the Clippers beating us. Um, it's going to happen. They're a good team, but yeah, no, I think I test again. We've talked about the eye test. They still look like the best team in the league in my opinion. Yeah. I, I mean, watching these last few games and especially when Porzingis went down with that ankle injury, I, I started to get, uh, I started to feel the pangs of, of what is going to happen with the rest of the season 
and and when is Porzingis going to go down for a considerable amount of time? It almost feels like it's an inevitability. He keeps leaving games with what seem like catastrophic injuries, only to come back a couple games later, and which is the full Porzingis experience, or the full Porzingis experience will be when he goes down. But when he's playing, he he in that starting five is one of the most fun basketball teams to watch in the last decade. Uh, you know, them and the Warriors, they, they move the ball well. They, they move everything well. And I think some of the complacency that they have in the third quarter is just they toy with teams too much. They just let off the gas. They don't try to put teams away. And that second unit isn't strong enough, and it doesn't have an alpha on the team that can go out there and uh, carry it you know, give you a 30 point effort to kind of stave away uh, anyone that's trying to come back from a big deficit at half. Yeah. And they always blew it at the end of the game. I don't know if you guys remember, but like they, they, they have like a, what, like eight or nine point lead and they let up like six straight points with like a minute with in like 30 seconds uh, to like cut the lead to three or whatever. Yeah. I, and, and I particularly like it when we beat Pascal Siakam. I hate him. <laughs> he sucks. He's he, so he bad. Okay. I was actually talking to a friend of mine who's a, who's a Knicks fan. And, uh, you know, it's a guy that I work with that lives down in Pennsylvania. And he's from he's from the Boogie Down Bronx. And he, he uh, he's a huge Knicks fan. And his favorite player is Tatum, though. He, he always IMs me about Tatum. And, uh, but now that the Knicks are hot, he's been talking a whole lot of crap. And I think that it's so cute that these Knicks fans think that they're good. They built their team. They're, they're hot. Yeah, sure. They, but let's just wait. You built your team around Julius Randle, who might be the least fun basketball player to watch of all time. Yeah, they're, but they're rolling. So we got to give them, got to give them credit now. We give them some credit. And Jalen Brunson's been just tremendous. He should yeah, they, be, they've got he should be starting the All Star game over Dame Lillard. It's just absurd that it's, yeah, the Dame Lillard's a name name yeah. thing. Not that he shouldn't have made it, but not probably not started. No. All right, well, let's move on from basketball and get into some of the coaching uh, issues and vacancies and hirings in the NFL. So. Mike McDonald to the Seahawks uh, from Ravens. He was a Ravens defensive coordinator. He did a tremendous job with the Ravens defense this year. People are seem to be very excited about this hire. Uh, you know, everyone's favorite Mina Kimes is very excited about this hire. Um, another one, Ben Johnson um, staying with Detroit, Detroit Lions. Uh, kind of shocking. It seemed like he was probably going to go to that Washington job. That seemed to be the reporting. But uh, Schefter kind of threw some water on that earlier in the week and then it's was reported he you know he he wants to go he wants to stay and win a super bowl he wants to he wants to compete which is what he said and it seems like he didn't think he could do that in either washington or seahawks which i don't know if that will affect his job in the future but if he is good enough at his job as it seems he is i don't think it will um do you guys have any thoughts on those two hirings I respect i respect the (laughs) i respect the move for him to stick around i think the Lions were this 
goddamn close to making the Super Bowl, which would have been an awesome story, but they in, in, in the end they blew it. Some costly drops, which I'm sure we'll get into. Yeah, get to that in a little bit. Um, but I respect the move um, to stick around and finish, kind of finish what you started. It seems like that Lions team is like super gung ho. They're like all about it. They're like very close knit team, which is pretty awesome. Um, so I respect the move. Um, and the other one, I don't really know too much about McDonald, but it looks like he's pretty highly touted. He's a young guy, Boston guy, which I didn't know. 30, uh, 36 years old. Yep. So youngest coach in the league now. So, um, yeah, that's cool. Good for them. Do you guys see the other coaching, uh, thing that's has to do with Boston today? No. It seems like Green Bay is hiring, uh, the BC coach as their defensive coordinator. I did see that. Yeah. 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 Apparently, he's good. a good coach. I mean, he did yeah. he did a good job with that defense. They, you know, they're they. I think they made the made a bowl game three out of four years, and that's BC, who does not get the recruits the other teams in the ACC get, right. um, like even a Syracuse. But you know, they're they 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 are not they're like they're competitive enough to for like a Boston based team, but obviously not super competitive in general. But you know, he did he did a good job with them. Yeah, you don't see many BC football coaches get to the big show so good good for him speaking of speaking of college coaches name to watch liam cohen watch him over the next five years okay just just putting putting this in the tickler file for all of you we'll tickle it out in a little bit liam cohen he was the quarterback at umass while we were there and he is he's (laughs) going to be a hot name in in coaching he has already won he won a super bowl with the rams as their quarterbacks coach or their receivers coach, and he's I, been. I did. I did not realize that was our quarterback uh, at UMass. And he's been the uh, the Kentucky offensive coordinator for the last like two or three years. Oh yeah, they've had decent offense the past few years. Tickle that away. Tickler like file. Like he was the quarterback that. the entire time we were there. I didn't go to one I, game. I did, but I don't remember the quarterback i don't I remember tell, the, I, the, the, only, the only player i remember is uh, uh what's his name uh salsa man victor cruz victor cruz. oh victor cruz yeah i don't think i went to one game i went to a bunch of hockey games jonathan quick yeah uh, was good yeah. all right uh and speaking of coaching things uh the washington job is still open and Strangely, it doesn't seem like Bill Belichick's getting it, um, and it doesn't. We have no idea who's getting this Washington job, but it seems like Bill's not getting it, which means there's not really any other jobs available. So Bill might be going to broadcasting for a year. How do you guys feel about that? Wild. But We're on to the broadcast booth. I think. Uh, I mean, he lost out at seemingly on the on the Falcons job because he pulled the typical Bill Belichick move and wants like absolute full like senator palpatine control over the franchise and that's just not the way like things are done these days in the nfl um and it's not like even in atlanta he has good pieces but he wouldn't have had a tom brady or even close to a tom or you know even a mac jones to work with desmond Ritter, i think blows but yeah i don't know um i was i did see a thing the other day that technically tom brady has one year of eligibility left. So if he went back to Michigan, he could technically play football and Michigan needs a head coach. So could there be a reuniting of Belichick and Brady at Michigan? 
embrace debate. Or how about how about Brady is just <laughs> the coach and the quarterback of Michigan. And maybe they can switch. Belichick and be the quarterback. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He could use a lacrosse stick. They already hired that uh, the the coordinator, right? That that Michigan, right? Oh, did they? That that yeah, that sure pokes about. a pretty folks a pretty big hole in my theory then <laughs> well it's, um, it's kind of crazy to me that Vrabel doesn't have a job either I know that's the craziest one I thought he'd have a job in like five days after getting fired but it seems like the NFL doesn't want the stink of a fired coach to be hired that quickly I, I mean I can't think of a whole lot of coaches that have fallen ass backwards without like failed at a job or the, so much so where they've gotten fired and gotten hired in the NFL in the same hiring cycle. It, it's a very strange thing, and maybe it's an unwritten rule that they just don't do it because of how intimately they know the, the team. But I, I really can't think of anyone that's done it because even uh, uh, the what's his name in uh, in Dallas, Mike McCarthy, he had a few years off between between Green Bay and Dallas. He's not Bill Belichick, though. Bill Belichick's a consensus top three, even if you don't want to say he's the greatest coach of all time. Top three greatest oh, I coach think it's, of all time. I think it's stupid. I think didn't, that any every Chip coach Kelly should have had an open contract to Belichick right away. Didn't Chip Kelly go from Philly to right to San Francisco for that year before getting fired again? <laughs> Chip Kelly doesn't count about that. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just trying to think of, think of uh, people that fit that description. Yeah. But even, yeah, I mean, I it's just so weird because Flores hasn't found his way back into coaching either. I mean, he's coaching, but he's not head coaching. Yeah, yeah. but he was he was okay at, in Miami, and Miami was a dumpster fire at the time. Well, he, but he was, that whole thing is like he, he like called the Dolphins out for essentially wanting him to tank. So like, I yeah. think that's, that's a big thing. And he was, he was kind of a hot commodity Go, come, leaving New England and going to Miami, like I agree, I would think that he would have gotten at least more interviews, and I haven't heard any interviews. Especially with how he, good his Minnesota job was this year, like he crushed yeah, it as the DC yeah. there. Yeah, he's you. Yeah. You are right, Maddie. It looks as though he was fired um, in 2015, and actually, yeah, and he was hired. Uh, he was Chip hi- Kelly? He was fired. Chip Kelly was fired on December 29th in 2015. And then on January fourteenth, twenty sixteen, he was hired by the by the San Francisco 49ers. Then when was uh, when was he fired again? And he was fired again. Um, it, it seems like on on uh, on May twenty. Oh no, that's he got hired by ESPN on January first, twenty seventeen. Yeah. So what a wild year for Chip Kelly. He got hired and fired. What what did he do in Philadelphia that the 49ers are like, dude, get him now? Well, remember he had that first year with Nick Foles, where yeah. Nick Foles had like was like the like in the MVP conversation for like yeah. the first like ten games or whatever. Big dick, big dick, Nick. He had that crazy like touchdown to interception ratio. But, One other but, thing I heard. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Tyler. That that Wikipedia just reminded me of Jim Tom Sula. Which is he coached the 49ers there, and one of the funniest things it, it was post Harbaugh when they had Harbaugh, they went to Jim Tom Sula, and then one of the funniest things that happened in the NFL at that time when there was a lot of dark stuff going around in the NFL, Jim Tom Sula was just this bumbling idiot, and once he just farted during a press conference, and it was one of the. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> 
Oh, shit. Well, one thing I did hear, I don't know, and this is obviously like complete rumor and speculation, is that if Andy Reid decides to retire after the Super Bowl, win or lose, could Belichick be a candidate for that job, which would be crazy, which would be unfair for, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Do you just, know who I think would get that job? Vrabel? Casey. No, the enemy, finally. The enemy. Oh, yeah, 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 he yeah. Was, yeah. He was the offensive coordinator for Mahomes all that time. That would that's, make sense. That's the that's the Kevin Durant equivalent of head coaching. It's just like, oh, yeah, this team just broke the record for, for most wins. And, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll go coach them for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. I would, I mean, I would lose a, a little bit of respect. It's a great job, but he also would deserve it. He's That guy's deserved a head coaching job forever. The enemy? He doesn't... I, I don't know what the what the rap is on him, but clearly people don't like he doesn't interview well or whatever because that guy is way too talented to not be a head coach. Yeah, it is wild that he hasn't been one. No, I was talking about Belichick going to the Chiefs. It's like Kevin. Durant. Oh, yeah, like okay. just just like uh, oh yeah, I coached Tom Brady and now I get Patrick Mahomes at the peak of his powers okay, gotcha. too. Yeah, yeah, awesome. And the other news, uh, speaking of, you know, like we talked about Bill going to broadcasting. Well, there's another guy in broadcasting that is going to start broadcasting this year. Uh, and that is Tom Brady. And it's funny because people aren't as thrilled as you would be, as you would expect to have Tom Brady in the booth. And that is only because Greg Olson was so good <laughs> this year uh, as the, as like the lead Fox guy. Ooh, I just dropped my phone. Uh, yeah, that would suck to lose Greg Olson for as it much as happened. I. It already happened. I, so he's officially Brady's doing. Brady's officially yeah. coming, coming on. Yeah. I mean, as much as I love Brady, like so much, you guys know this. I think I hope he does well, but I Greg Olson's awesome. Greg Olson was yeah. so good. You know who should um, go get him is they should, is Amazon should kick off her yeah. street. And go get Greg Olson. Or freaking CBS should get out get rid of freaking Romo. Romo has um, too much money on his deal to get rid of him. I know. But Brady, like, he's an alien. Like, I was talking to somebody, one of my buddies at work the other day about, like, if I met Tom Brady, like, would we even be able to, like, have a conversation? Because he's, he's like, on such a weird, different, weird plane than I am. So I hope he can, like, show some of his personality and actually be good. Because Tony Romo... As annoying as he is, he's good at breaking down plays and kind of calling things out and, you know, reading pre-snap reads and all that stuff. And I know Brady's elite at that as a player, but, like, I hope it translates well. Because if they replace Olsen and Brady sucks, it would just be, I don't know, a bummer. But yeah. also not his feet. Olsen's great. Yeah, also, yeah, also will be fine. Someone he'll he'll definitely get a job in the future. Um, he deserves one of the top jobs, in my opinion. Um, I think a good stepping stone for him would just be to for Amazon to take him on because he's yeah. like Herb Street. I love him in college. I love Herb Street. I like him on college game day. He sucks on the NFL. Well, they're yeah. saying they're they're saying that Olsen knew this going into the season that he was being bumped up to the A team yeah. and should Brady w- decide that he still wanted to go forward with it, that he was going to be bumped back down to the B team. He which... openly joked about it. Like he Olsen like poked fun at himself for it was you know yeah and and the funny thing is is that he he's so good and i i can really see brady being bad at it because everything that i think brady could actually be a pretty funny person but every media thing that he's ever done is just him smiling and looking hot at a camera while responding to something funny 
It's like in or just doing it in written form. And so which I don't think is him. I, I'm sure he has a team that does it. But like yeah. everything he does funny online is just him smiling and nodding and looking hot into a camera and being Tom Brady. I've never heard him say anything that's like, wow, this is like dynamic. Dynamic or it it's not like it doesn't blow I know, my he's, mind. He, I don't know if you've ever heard him on a podcast or anything like that. He's he's pretty good on podcasts. Like he's he's very well spoken. Uh, he's really good at like breaking down like his like passions and like uh, just like like you know football and stuff like that. I think he I think he really has the mind for this job. Uh, personality, I'm not sure. Like he's he's an intense guy. Um, we'll see. He has to be a little more charismatic, which isn't always his thing. Um, sometimes he can be charismatic just from just clips I've seen, but I think he needs to kind of measure that charisma that like that's like charisma, you know, measure it up a bit and bring that intensity to of his brain into the like the fold with the charisma. Yeah, I think I mean taking a page out of Peyton's book or Eli's book, I mean those guys have always been kind of goofy anyways, even when yeah, they they're played, but... they're like actually funny though. Yeah. But I think so much of what Brady has said during his career was so um carefully put together because everything that he said was so is always picked apart and scrutinized and everything like trying to find hidden meaning, especially towards the end of his time in, in New England. So I think if he's like allows himself, like you said, to let go and use some of that charisma, I, I think he could be good because I think he is funny and I think he is good. And you don't have to be fun, super funny to be an announcer, but like just have, you know, the charisma that, like you said, Kirk Herbstreit's great on college game day. He does not have the charisma announcing for the nfl all right mini mini silly breakfast would you allow patrick mahomes in the booth after his career no no that voice no (laughs) just imagine him doing a uh like muppets version of of it like the nickelodeon broadcast (laughs) yeah he could do he could do the slime time one yeah you got slimed (laughs) what about what about jason kelsey though he's funny and is like like speaks well yeah not Travis though. Travis is such a fucking cornball. Do you see him with his fight for your right to party? Uh, he's well, he, yeah. He's he's a he's, he's a he's a he's, he's, kinda he's a, uh, what, what's it called a, a bro. I, I, I'm sure dits. he's a great guy. You know, I'm good for him and his billionaire girlfriend and stuff like he's that. He's corny but, as fuck. Uh, he's he's a little lame. Uh, Jason's much cooler. Yeah, of the brothers. Yeah. Well, well, I guess we'll see. See what yeah. Tom, what Tommy Boy can do. They right, got to fight for go. the right to party. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's go into the uh, games from this past week. So, Casey, uh, they put up was that they went when they went seventeen ten, very low scoring affair. I don't think did anyone score in the second half. Um, <laughs> but Casey's defense just showed up. Lamar and the Ravens were a disaster. They had like three turnovers. Lamar was bad. The team was bad. They did not run the ball, which is you know crazy crazy they're like path to success all year just been just a really bizarre game and game plan from the ravens and and all but you know i i'm just never betting against patrick mahomes in my life again he's just he'll always prove you wrong like you know like i i obviously in the pickup i i had casey last week and you guys both had ravens but i learned my lesson the week before i'm not picking against casey especially seeing this is the best defense he's ever had and He's still him and Travis Kelsey are still going to show up in the playoffs. You have guys like MVS who can clutch. barely catch a ball in the regular season, uh, catching clutch ball after clutch ball in the past two games. Just absolutely clutch. wild. Do you guys have any thoughts on that game, dude? Your boy Zay Flowers, man, 
Your boy Zay Flowers. He was so good, but he I mean, I can't really fault him for the the fumble, although like I was I heard this thing about like like Edelman and Gronk were talking like Belichick's Belichick, yeah, no reaching. number one rule was like do not reach. But like I so I can't blame a rookie wide receiver trying to get his team on the board. I guess it's a spur of the moment thing. It was a great play by Sneed, but that taunting penalty was so fucking stupid, man. That was like it's like, come on, dude. Like act like you've been here before, even though we know you haven't. But like that was that was kind of tough and disappointing because I was actually talking him up before the game to um he, he was to, good in the game aside from like those. He was great. Things. He was great. But those were like pretty big yeah. things, you know, like yeah. like going down at the one and probably scoring. It was you know, three that, straight plays. Yeah. And then that 15-yard penalty. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a tough look for Zay Flowers, but um, Kansas City looked good. Their defense looked ridiculous. They shut down Lamar. Um, yeah, Kelsey looked great. 11 for like 100 and whatever yards, a touchdown. He looked awesome. So I think it's going to be a tighter game. I think San Francisco's defense is – I mean, there's those three are the top three defenses, San Francisco, Baltimore, and, and Kansas City. But I don't know. I look forward to this game. I think it's going to be a fun matchup. I wouldn't trust Andre the Giant. To, to like palm a football over the over the goal line, much less Zay Flowers. He's like five foot eight and one hundred and sixty pounds, soaking wet. Like he's a tiny guy to be stretching a football out like that. He's trying to make a play. Your brain's not fully functioning in that in that. But what an absolute idiot! You know they they would have scored there because <laughs> Lamar Jackson does score every time they're in within five. You can't stop him. It's it's the same as a tush push. They always find a way to run some run option that gets Lamar untouched into the end zone, or at least like a little lob pass to Mark Andrews or something. Um, three consecutive plays there that would have changed the entire tide of the game, and it felt like that completely deflated them. Um, yeah, the the likely call everyone wants to keep pushing to that. Uh, he did get tackled on the play, but. Uh, you know, is away from away from the ball a little bit, and and probably got past some people. The pick was stupid. He threw into triple coverage and threw short because uh, likely flagged oh, him yeah. when he was running down the field to to throw the ball. But but that likely penalty, you've, maybe not a pass interference, definitely a holding. Oh, one hundred percent a holding. It was just missed because it, it, it looked like it was away from the ref's eyes. Like their they their attention was averted somewhere else. Probably, yeah. probably looking at Taylor Swift. Yeah, that's this is why she's bad for football. The refs can't focus because they want to see her swag surfing. They want to see her shake it off. Yeah, good game though. I thought it was. I thought it was fun game to watch. The fact that it wasn't really seventeen to ten was not indicative of the game. Because it never was really that close, but it was good that the Ravens were always within like striking distance, and it could have turned at any point, but ultimately did not. Yeah, and now let's go to the game that was much closer and wild, uh, and that would be Detroit San Francisco. This game did not disappoint because Detroit came out firing on all cylinders. You know they were up what seventeen at half, and in the third quarter, you know some mistakes by Detroit and San Francisco just started rolling and rolling and rolling. and did not give up that uh, they, but they 17 on answer points. They ended up going up 10 uh, 
going into the late fourth quarter and then San Francisco got a touchdown. I mean, uh, Detroit got a touchdown late to cut it and to cover the spread for all three of us who picked Detroit last week. And for me who actually bet the game too. Um, but yeah, it was a great game. Uh, I feel really bad for Detroit fans. They were so close. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where coach, may have gambled a little too much, but the thing is that's what's got them there all year. And it's tough to really get away from it, especially since their kicker is like historically bad from 48 plus, I guess, uh, what I read after the game. Um, and like that, especially on that last fourth down they went for, it would have been 48 plus. So it's just like... They like, cut him this year. But he was from... So the field goal would have been what, 49 yards? Yeah, and he's like... But he's from only... 40 to 48, he was 80%. Which like, but forty eight plus he was like forty or something like that. I don't know. I take those odds. I try to put points on the board there. Um, yeah, I, I I probably would too. Um, as a coach, you're up so much. I mean, I, you go for it and you you go you kick the field goal and you miss. It's the same output as if you go for it on fourth down and, and miss. I don't know. I think, but I, it is like what they've done all year, and I guess that's their 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 kind of mo. Um, but it was heartbreaking. I, I stopped watching the game. I saw with three, 11 minutes left in the third quarter, I think San Francisco kicked a field goal to bring it to 24 to 10. I went and took a shower and I came, I turned the, put the game on my phone when I came out and it was 24 to 24. And I like clutched my pearls. I was like, what the fuck happened? I mean, you got a, you got a Jameer Gibbs fumble. You got yep. multiple drop passes. Josh yeah. Reynolds, man. Josh oh Reynolds, my God. Game for him. Third bad, down, bad, bad. Down. That was that, that oh, was, was tough, and and uh, um, McCaffrey. I mean, Brock Purdy looked great running the ball too. Yeah, he, like he, he, he really made it work with his feet in that. Yeah, game. yeah, and I know he's not a running quarterback, but he picked up some chunks. Yeah, I think he um, had forty-eight yards or something like that. Yeah, and they were on. It was on like four rushes or something like that. So he was he was he was tearing off some some runs. And that team is good, man. They got Debo back. Christian McCaffrey is just an. An animal, he's, like thank God he got away from Carolina. Like oh he deserves God. to play on a team like this, a winning team, and he wasn't wasted away in Carolina for his whole career. Yeah. So, and and, and I guess that when I think about it, the whole uh, the whole Detroit philosophy discussion for me is is thrown out the window because they were moving the ball so effectively the entire game. San Francisco could do nothing to stop their offense and they didn't even stop these two plays that they went for it either. Uh, it was a dropped ball. Uh, it was a perfectly executed play that would have yielded a first down to Reynolds. And and then the one at the end of the game that everyone was questioning on why they didn't kick it and they went for it on, uh, I think it was fourth and goal and they ran it one more time. While it may be dumb that they they were running it down their throats, this is the first team in NFL history that has two 1,000-yard rushers with 10 touchdowns. You don't think that those guys are going to let you down that many times, especially on the goal line. And, you know, I, I like the philosophy that Dan Campbell goes with, and it's betting on your guys and positions that you know that they can be successful in. And they had actually cut that kicker earlier on in the season. And due to a uh, either injury or inconsistency, they had to cut the kicker that replaced him and bring this guy back. Badgley, right? Badgley, I think. Badgley, yeah. Yeah. Well, disappointing for Detroit, but they had a great season. It's their best season 
ever. <laughs> yeah. They'll be back. Uh, yeah. I hope they are. Um, they're a really fun team to root for. I love coach. I love, you know, I love uh, the running backs, Gibbs and Montgomery. They're so fun as a dynamic uh, kind of like one, two punch, um, especially Gibbs, like essentially being what everyone expected Bijan Robinson to be this year. That was like essentially mm-hmm. what Gibbs was this year. Um, and yeah, they're, you know, I'm on Ross and Brown, Laporta, Goff, just like a really fun, likable team on defense. Obviously, Hutchinson and Brian Bran- uh, Branch and just like all those players, just really fun team. I think Jamison Williams is going to have a bigger role next season too. He had some pretty, he had some pretty nice plays towards the end of the season, but he had yeah. some nice plays in this game too. And I think, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with Reynolds. What, what's that? Yeah, that monster touchdown. Yeah, I think, and he's 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 good. I mean, he's a good he's player. Fast. He just. Yeah, he is fast. So I could see him having a bigger role next year, um, too. So, yeah, I think they're good. He matched his entire touchdown production in that game uh, for the season. Wow. That's awesome. Well, he was suspended, too, for the first half of the year. Let's hope he can but, stay uh, uh, stay in, in uniform this year. Yeah, true. He was betting, right? Is that what was, was, that what was Yeah, saying? I think All so. Right. Well, speaking of betting, uh, I, we, we are not going to do our pick this week. We are not going to do props or anything this week. We will do that all next week. But I just want to talk about the spread because as of right after the game, it opened at San Francisco minus 2.5 and then quickly moved uh, to where it's currently sitting at right now, which is San Francisco minus 1.5. And we are going to be choosing, you know, our pick them based on that. And how we'll do the pick them next week is we will all pick, you know, a side and say, you know, obviously, this was obviously at least two of us are going to be on the same side. Um, just odds are, uh, it could be all three of us, but at least two of us are going to be on the same side. Uh, so there is going to be a tiebreaker, and that will be a total points. And I did think a little further into the total points thing and how it would work. Say, like, John picks, say you guys both pick San Francisco. And San Francisco wins. I pick KC. That doesn't happen. You guys both get San Francisco over the spread, and then you have to pick a total. Well, what happens if John picks forty-two and and Tyler picks uh, forty-four, and it's forty-three? So I think that is where we bring in Tyler's rule of uh, prices right rules. And if you the one the team that went over doesn't uh, doesn't get it, that would be the team underneath. That's the only okay. thing I could think of for uh, tying, doing that tiebreaker. Uh, yeah. How do you feel about that, Tyler? Or we could do half points. Half points? Yeah. I- I'm good with either. Um, but so, like, like 42.5 and then, like... Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't want to rule out the fact that, that in Biden's America that we could result in a tie in the Super Bowl. Yes. Okay. What, 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 what's, what's do? I actually like that better. Let's do 0.5. Let's do uh, let's do halves. Uh, okay. So just like so, say I want forty-five. I'll say forty-five point five. Or if I want to be younger, I'll, I'll do forty-four. Forty-four and a half. So Tyler, it's basically down to what we're gonna pick because we we know Maddie is picking Kansas City. Yes, I was very vocal <laughs> about that in the chat. I am not. I am not. Uh, not going against Mahomes in the Super Bowl either. That we all know what I'm doing. You guys can tell me yours next week. Uh, give me a nice surprise, but mine is not shocking. Um, I said it in the chat pretty much immediately after the game. 
when I said the spread. I'm, so I'm I'm honestly kind of torn. Like I want to say 49ers, but after this playoff run from the Chiefs, I am I can't I can't like in good faith just like offhandedly say 49ers. So I'm gonna stew on it for another week. I'm gonna see if that if that line moves at all, and then um, then yeah, choose next week, I guess. And uh, yeah, so for the pickup too, we are all tied at five points. So we have not done particularly well. We're all under fifty percent. Uh, we got five of twelve total points. Um, so not great for all of us. But I uh, I came back a little bit because I got both right this week or this past week. But uh, yeah, we are all sitting at five. So. We are looking at going six of 13, uh, whoever the winner is. And then, you know, with the tiebreaker, we'll see how it goes. I think Tyler's uh, going to pick San Francisco. I think he is too. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's go into the silly breakfast topic. And we're going to do the same topic we did last week because we have Tyler here now. And I'm very intrigued to see what he says. Like, we're, you know, we're all, we've all watched some cartoons in our day. And Tyler, if you could pick one cartoon character – um, I do like more like a human or like an animal or something like that um, to be real, like part of the real world. Uh, like last week I was talking about how uh, I love Peggy Hill. I think she would be a great person to have like addition to the, to the real world. It's like a strong willed tough Texas woman that like is passionate about her husband, but also is like demanding and like, you know, like she's an equal opportunity person. So I picked her. John picked Garfield. I think I did. Um, so I, I want to ask you, uh, do you have any cartoon characters you'd like to bring to life or have in real life, uh, you know, as a friend or just a, to exist in the same world as you? Um, there's there's a, there's a, a number of ways that I could bring this. And my first thought is Fred Flintstone. Um I just think that I'd like to to really crack into a couple of a couple of racks of of dinosaur with him, and and I feel like he could put a few brewskis back. Uh, I'd like to ride in his car too. That'd be pretty sweet, and and I, f- I feel like he'd be a mountain of a man to get to know. I mean, so those, you want to go on a date with him? I want to I want to hang out with him. I don't want to go on a date with Fred Flintstone. <laughs> you want to get in his car? You want to get in his car, drink some beers, and climb his mountain. <laughs> and, eat, and eat ribs it's okay we don't yeah, shame you, here we don't want to go on a date it's fine i'm flintstone sexual <laughs> um um i'd also really like to see wiley e. coyote in the real world that'd be so goofy if, if he was just always painting tra- uh, train be so, there'd be so many more like accidental fatalities though yeah <laughs> yeah that those would be two that come right off stewie griffin the talking baby yeah. I had I asked Bree the other day if Boss Baby was real and Jack was talking behind our back. She said no, it's not real, so that's good. Oh, I think it is. It could be. Same no with one... the Toy Story toys. But I mean, did you guys have anything for honorable mention? Uh I was thinking Scooby Doo or Scra uh what's his name? Fucking Shaggy, whose last name is Rogers. I just found that out today because I was <laughs> doing some more research. But I'm not really into the weed these days, so I don't know, like I don't know. I could like drive around while they got stoned, and we could joke and stuff. But no, what, I, what about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Like how, that's a good real one. life, like action heroes that are t- turtles. Yeah, no, none of them. None of them are. None of them are particularly likable. 
Like what? Raphael is such a brooding asshole. Michelangelo just is way too chill of a bro. He's he's such a bro. What's wrong? Do, with that? Donatello is is the only one that might be redeemable, and Leonardo what? is always trying to lead people. They're, yeah, I agree with with. I like Leonardo and Raphael. I even like Raphael. But Michelangelo, you you, dude. There's nothing wrong with being a dude, being a bro. I can't remember what stand up. Or like where I heard or read this joke, but somebody was was joking like, "Why do the teenage mutant ninja turtles have to wear a mask?" As if the rest of the yeah. world just didn't realize <laughs> that there's like six foot mutant turtles walking around. It's so we could tell the difference between who's who. Let's be real. Not <laughs> another one that I thought of That's going racist, back to Mike man. Judge is just having like real like real life beavs and butthead, just like Ugh. two dudes to just like sit in their house and watch music videos and stuff like that like i would love to just like be a fly on the wall just listen to their stupid conversations i feel like i knew like when i lived in south florida i like had friends that had older brothers like beavs and butthead in like the late 90s like (laughs) i just like know exactly they would like smell weird and be weird and like like i don't know like t i don't know i'm I'm telling you i knew a beavis i knew a beavis and butthead there was a kid in my freshman year science class who had failed so many times uh, that he was still in freshman science class and they had to push him out of the school because there's a rule in Maine that you can't be 21 and in high school still. And he was still in my, he was still in my freshman class. He, he was so scary too. (laughs) I remember just being 14 and sitting in, sitting in the class with a bunch of 14 year olds and there's just a 20 year old kid sitting in the back. Yeah, that's yeah. not that's bad vibes. What about like that, Daria and like the Daria characters? That I love, I love all those characters. Daria is like funny, smart, and like kind of brooding and like uh, and like weird. I think she'd be a fun one. What about the chaotic energy that the Animaniacs would bring into your life? That's a too, that's too, a bad answer. Way too, too much, much. Yeah, too much chaos. Too much. Bugs Bunny's always trying to outsmart you, and he might actually yeah. catch you on a weak moment I, when he puts on the, get, like, the girl the, costume. Cartoon humans. I don't want to like deal with like cartoon animals that like are real because that would just change the whole like perception of reality. <laughs> he doesn't want to fuck with, yeah, like SpongeBob walking around like a three yeah, no, inch fuck like SpongeBob. I don't. Hey. I do not need that little fucker walking around. <laughs> what about Sandy Cheeks? Star. Huh? She's just a squirrel, chipmunk. What, what is she? Squirrel. I don't, I don't need talking animals in my life. I have, I have a dog. I'm happy she doesn't talk. See, Garfield doesn't. My dog talk. talk just... She'd be so annoying. She would talk to me all the fucking time. She's obsessed with me. Yeah, Arlo too. He'd just be like, "Dude, let me, I gotta pee," and then he goes outside. and He just doesn't pee. He does that anyways. Yeah, that's what that's what Lulu does. Yeah, I take Lulu out like five times a day, and she pees like two times. Yeah. Yeah, he just likes he's like Pocahontas. He just likes the uh, the the feeling of the wind. So what if I want to date Fred Flintstone, guys? <laughs> no, I, I love it. I it's okay. It's I think it's great. Lick his lick his dirty feet. I like being barefoot too. We we could we could start that's a life why together. You, that's why you and Mark hit it off so well in college because Mark Mark was like basically Fred Flintstone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it. Let's let's talk a little bit about Mark so he can hear himself <laughs> on the podcast. 
Uh, he's got the most disgusting feet on the planet. He needs to take care of those things. And and maybe this is time that we find an advertiser that can deal like tough acting to act in for him. Yeah. I don't yeah. think that works. Tenactin? His, his feet smell like pennies. No, not for him. I think it, it's too far gone. He's got classic stink foot. Yeah. <laughs> he's got he's got a diagnosis of stink foot. He, st- he used to steal socks from around the apartment and just wear them. Not his. He'd find them in couch cushions and wear them. Well, I mean, who else left ca- who left him in couch couch cushions then? I don't know. It happens. Probably yeah. not. Me. <laughs> That's a classic move. <laughs> All right, guys. I think that about wraps us up for today. We're just under an hour, so we'll talk to you next week. We love you, and we'll be back with Pickums prop bets and all sorts of stuff the guys are going to do some research this week on some prop bets we're going to come back hot with a bunch of ideas i got to decide whether i want to side with tyler or maddie next week maddie's the answer (laughs) yeah okay all right love you guys bye bye Bye.